to Faith Talk with Anita. Thank you for joining me on the journey. Hi there. Thanks for being with me today. I invite you to follow me on Faith Talk with Anita so you'll be notified when each new episode comes out. Well, here we are. We've made it to Holy Week. We have just a few more days of Lent, and then we will enter the great Holy Triduum. Holy Thursday, Good Friday, and the glorious Feast of Easter. What I love about Holy Week is that it takes us through a lifetime of emotion in these few days. We begin the week on Palm Sunday, enthusiastically rejoicing in Jesus' triumphal entry into the Holy City. We join the people of Jerusalem as they lay their cloaks on his path and shout, Hosanna to the Son of David! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord! Hosanna in the highest! But within just a few short days, our elation will turn to pain and suffering. We will experience the events of Holy Thursday, when Jesus instituted the Eucharist and washed the feet of his disciples at his Last Supper, foretold of his betrayal by one of his disciples, felt the agony of what was to come while he prayed in the garden, and was arrested by the Roman soldiers. The very next day, on Good Friday, we will walk with Jesus through his trial and suffering. We will hear the people shout, Crucify him! Crucify him! We will mourn his death on the cross and feel the excruciating loss with his mother and his friends as they lay him in the tomb and walk away. And finally... After a day of waiting and wondering, we will awaken to the joy of the empty tomb and hear Mary Magdalene's exultant proclamation, I have seen the Lord. Grief and sadness will have vanished, and with those first Christians, we will once again feel the hope of God's promise. Suffering and death are not the end of our story. Christ has conquered death, and life is victorious. It's a powerful emotional roller coaster of a week. If we allow ourselves to plunge in and be fully immersed in the entire experience, we will be changed, just as those first Christians were. During the weeks following Easter, I'll focus my faith talks on the joy of the resurrection. But today, I want to focus on Good Friday, the day of extreme suffering, loss, sadness, and overwhelming grief, all of which we experience personally throughout our lives. Our liturgical focus of Good Friday centers, appropriately, on the suffering and death of Jesus. At the Good Friday Liturgy, we will proclaim the entire story of his passion and death, and then contemplate his sacrifice during the moving adoration of the cross ritual. But today, 
I want to offer you a different lens through which to view and reflect on Good Friday. I invite you to consider the overwhelming grief that Jesus' family and loved ones experienced. Their grief is our grief. We feel their sorrow and heartache each time we lose someone we love. We have experienced it, and we know their pain. We know the overwhelming power of grief. Good Friday offers us the opportunity to contemplate not only Jesus' suffering, but ours as well. Jesus' mother and others who loved him were with him throughout his suffering and crucifixion. They felt the pain of Good Friday. On the night of his Last Supper, while praying in the garden, Jesus was arrested. Throughout that night and into the next morning, he endured extensive questioning from Jewish and Roman officials. At the end of that, he was sentenced to death and the brutality began. He was mocked, savagely beaten, and finally nailed to the cross. His loved ones walked with him during this entire ordeal. Their hearts broke as they witnessed his suffering, and they felt devastating loss as he took his last breath and gave up his life. We know the tremendous pain and suffering they felt as they gently took him down from the cross, carried his body to the tomb, and rolled the stone across the opening. They could do nothing but walk away and leave him there, feeling numb, not knowing how they would go on without him. We know that pain. We have felt the same numbness. We have experienced the devastation, not knowing how we would go on after the death of a loved one. I think about the song which we often sing during the Good Friday liturgy, Were You There? It asks, Were you there when they crucified my Lord? Were you there when they nailed him to the cross? Were you there when they laid him in the tomb? I'm always so moved by this song. It touches me deeply every time I hear it because I have been there. I wasn't physically there with Jesus, but I have been there with my loved ones as they suffered and died. I have been there when my loved ones were placed in the tomb. I have been there. You've probably been there too. My dad died on May 29th, 1989. I was with him in the hospital when he took his last breath. I looked at his lifeless body lying in the coffin at the funeral home, and I was there when his casket was placed in the ground. 
It was the first time in my life that I had experienced the extreme, devastating loss of a loved one. I was numb. I literally couldn't cope with the pain. I collapsed and had to be held up by my siblings. The doctor prescribed a sedative for me. I just couldn't deal with the loss I was feeling. In October 2014, my sister died after a short battle with cancer. Although she had severe cancer and she was suffering greatly, her death was a shock to all of us who loved her. How could this have happened so fast? We weren't prepared, as if we could ever have been prepared for her death. And just this past year, in the span of six months, I lost my mother, another sister, and her husband. It seemed as if the loss and grief would never end. My mother was 98 years old, and she had been in hospice care for a few months before she passed. Her death was not a shock for us. We expected it. But it was excruciating to witness her physical and emotional suffering. We cried as she slipped away from us. And we felt lost when she was gone. My brother-in-law died just a month later. And within just a few more months, my sister found out she had cancer. Just as with my sister years before, her death came far quicker than any of us expected. I held her as she took her last breath and passed into eternity. We weren't prepared. We were shocked. We just couldn't comprehend what had happened. How did she die so fast? We asked for the second time. It was almost unbearable. The death of a loved one is always a shock to our system. Whether it's someone who has been suffering for some time and is expected to die soon, or the death happens quickly and unexpectedly, we just aren't prepared. Even when our rational minds are ready, our hearts are never prepared for the loss. Like Jesus' mother, Mary, Mary Magdalene, the beloved disciple, and all the people who loved Jesus and walked with him on his agonizing path to death. I have walked with my loved ones on their final journey. I have worried and cried and questioned God. I have mourned, grieved, and felt the unbearable pain of loss. I know what Jesus' loved ones experienced. I have been there, as I'm sure you have. Just a few months ago, when my sister died unexpectedly, I fell into a deep depression. I'm not one who typically gets depressed, 
But her death, so soon after the death of my mom and brother-in-law, caught me so off guard that I just sunk into a depression that I couldn't climb out of. I woke up every morning with a deep sense of sadness and despair. And each night I fell asleep the same way. Every day seemed like a type of emotional torture. And I felt bad because it was affecting the people around me. But I didn't know what to do about it. What finally helped me overcome this depression was my faith and my family. Two things I know I can always count on. Today, I still feel the loss, but I'm no longer lost in the darkness of hopelessness. Throughout history, humans of all different societies with different religious beliefs have developed rituals and practices for mourning the loss of loved ones. And those rituals and practices tend to involve gathering together with family, friends, and community. Our wakes or funeral rituals are vital to our grieving process. We need this opportunity to remember and share, to tell our stories, to laugh and cry and hold one another. We can't come out of overwhelming grief alone. I have found this to be true in all my experiences of profound loss. I encourage you to spend time with loved ones when you experience a great loss. Jesus' family and friends knew this well. Scripture tells us that after his death, resurrection, and ascension, they were all in one place together. Those first Christians leaned on each other for healing. They gathered as a community and found strength in one another. Today, we have this same opportunity to lean on family, friends, and our church community for strength and healing. Don't try to walk that path alone. It's far too dark and dangerous. So, what do we do with this pain and agony? What do we do with the overwhelming grief and sadness? How do we make sense of all the good Fridays of our lives? Those are difficult questions to answer. In the midst of the pain, it's almost impossible to see a way out. Life seems dark, and we can't see any light at the end of the tunnel. In chapter 24 of Luke's Gospel, we find the story of the disciples on the road to Emmaus. They, too, found themselves in the dark tunnel of despair. On the very day of the resurrection, but before they had heard the good news, Two of Jesus' disciples were already leaving town, heartbroken. They thought all was lost, and they had given up hope. 
but Jesus appeared to them to give them strength and renew their hope. Jesus will give us strength and renew our hope too if we choose to walk beside him. Jesus' loved ones hadn't had their Easter experience yet when they walked with him to his death and then left his lifeless body lying in that dark tomb. They had no idea that his death would lead to his glorious resurrection. But we know the end of the story. We know that Jesus conquered death. Mary Magdalene screams out to us, I have seen the Lord. And we believe. In our grief, we hope. We lean on our faith. We remember the words of Jesus when he proclaimed, I am the resurrection and the life. When he promised us a place in the kingdom with his words, Do not let your hearts be troubled. You have faith in God. Have faith also in me. In my Father's house there are many dwelling places. I will come back again and take you to myself, so that where I am, you also may be. How do we get through the darkness of grief and loss? We remember the Easter miracle. Now, I want to acknowledge something very important here. The losses I have experienced have all involved adults who were ill or very old. I have never lost a loved one to violence, and I have never lost a child. I've known people who have, but I have never walked in their shoes. I know that these situations are far different from my own. I can only imagine their pain. In these cases, I believe it to be even more important that people rely on their faith. If we can hold tight to our faith, if we can rely on Jesus' promise of eternal life, it will be easier to keep hope in our hearts. It won't take away the hurt, the numbness, the darkness. But hope will offer us that, that small glimmer of light in the distance for us to focus on. And hope will give us a softer place to fall when we find it impossible to stand up. Hope will give us a path to follow when we can see no other way out of the darkness. Hope is our salvation, our rock, and our refuge. I invite you to spend these next few days reflecting on the Good Fridays of your life. Allow yourself to feel the pain and grief but hold tight to the hope of new life. Cling to your faith and the promises of Jesus. He said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, 
but will have the light of life. I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, even if he dies, will live. And everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. Life is a mystery. Why do we suffer? Why do our loved ones die? Why is there so much sadness and pain in the world? What is it all for? I can't answer those questions. But I can put my trust in Jesus. And I can hope in his promises. As Christians, we can cling to the miracle of the resurrection and believe that death is not the end of our story. We can hold confidently to our belief that our loved ones are still with us as they rest in the loving arms of God. That faith and hope will give us strength to overcome our grief. The good news is that Good Friday is just one of the three great holy days. Yes, it is important that we immerse ourselves in the suffering and grief for this one sacred day. But we can't wallow there forever. Our Triduum celebration does not end until we have rejoiced in the triumphant resurrection of Christ. So, as we prepare to journey through the painful Good Friday experience, let us watch for the light and hold out hope for the glorious life that awaits us in the resurrection. Let us pray. Creator God, thank you for our faith and for the promise and hope of the resurrection. Help us to trust in you and hold tight to you in our grief. When we find ourselves in the darkness of overwhelming grief, Lead us into the light of your love and help us to be strength for others in their grief. Amen. I hope this faith talk was helpful for you. Please share it with others. Follow me on Instagram and join me for my next faith talk. In the meantime, I pray you will have a happy Easter. May God Bless you.